Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. U.S.-Mexico drew more than 60,000 fans last night at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas as the U.S. men's team surprised many in winning the CONCACAF Gold Cup Final. It marked the first capacity crowd for a sporting event at the stadium and the most fans to watch a soccer game live ever in Nevada. So good news for the U.S. men's national team. Meanwhile, a spoiler alert, the U.S. women's team were defeated today by Canada, so no gold medal from Tokyo for the U.S. women's national team, who were expected to take home their fifth gold from the Olympics. So some good news for the U.S. men's team and some unfortunate news for the U.S. women's team when it comes to soccer. And this is your morning buzzcast for Monday, August 2nd. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Let's look at the week ahead. This Thursday, the NFL is back with the Hall of Fame game. Kicks off at 8 p.m. And then you have two nights of ceremonies in Canton. I'll be headed to Canton to take in the Hall of Fame enshrinements for the first time. So if you're going and going to be on the ground, please let me know. It'd be great to see you. Staying with football, an interesting story to keep an eye on out of Buffalo came out over the weekend. The Buffalo News reported that Pagula Sports and Entertainment has proposed funding for a new Bill Stadium and some renovations to the Sabres Key Bank Center. But the interesting scenario here is the funding would be 100% publicly funded, according to sources, which is really unheard of. Pagula Sports and Entertainment is talking to state officials about a $1.5 billion proposal. A new stadium would cost at least $1.1 billion. The remaining funds would go toward renovations at the Key Bank Center. The plan is to build a new football stadium for the Bills right next to the current Highmark Stadium. And talks need to move fairly quickly because the Bills' existing lease expires in 2023. Now, they could always extend that lease, no doubt, but they need a new stadium in Buffalo. That's been very clear. But this, this proposal, it's a very ambitious starting point to see 100% of public taxpayer supported funding for a new facility. But it's a starting point and we're going to have to watch how it's received from state officials and how do the Pagulas counter. Meanwhile, Terry and Kim Pagula and the organization know that they have some leverage right now because interest in the bills in the upstate New York region is clearly almost at a 30-year high, and the team, as we all know, has big, big expectations. Need some proof? Well, how about this weekend where 15,000 Bills fans came to Highmark Stadium for practice? It was one of three open practices to the public. Saturday's practice was part of the NFL's Back Together Saturday. Remember, the Bills only had fans twice in the facility last year, and that was for two playoff games, and that attendance was capped at 6,700. And so Saturday, with 15,000 fans in attendance, many new Bills players got their first sense of what fandom in Buffalo is truly like. Where else, Drew Well? Well, how about Baltimore, where nearly 24,000 fans 
fans attended the Ravens practice, a night practice at M&T Bank Stadium. So right now, fans eager to come out to training camp. Speaking of returns, it was a great weekend for Mark Shapiro and the Blue Jays to return home to Toronto. Their first home game was Friday night, taking the field at Rogers Center for the first time in 670 days, almost two years. It was the first time playing at Rogers Center since September 29th, 2019. It was a very emotional return for the team who of course have been playing in Buffalo and Dunedin, Florida. The Blue Jays were allowed to only have about 15,000 fans at the game, but everybody who was there said it sounded much much louder and it sounded like much more than 15,000. I'm sure there was a great sense of relief throughout the organization and among fans to return to some sense of normalcy at Rogers Center in Toronto. So good to see that story. I can assure you that everyone at the highest levels of league and team front offices are keeping an eye on the story around San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane, who over the weekend denied that he had bet on Sharks games. His denial came after his wife posted a social post asking how the NHL could allow a player to gamble on his own games. The NHL said it would immediately investigate that the integrity of the game is paramount and it was taking the allegations very seriously. And it should. This has been every team and league's greatest fear when it came to legalized sports betting. Players influencing game outcomes because they gambled on that outcome. And so how the league investigates and responds to this story is worth watching very closely. Let's touch on some news from the Olympics. NBC will surely get a boost from Simone Biles returning to competition on Tuesday. Meanwhile, the International Olympic Committee said it is looking into the gesture made by U.S. shot putter Raven Saunders on the podium over over the weekend as she made an X with her arms and that is a potential breach of rules which ban protests on the medal podiums. While Saunders has support from the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee, the IOC said that it is looking into the gesture and won't say what, if any, steps would be taken against Saunders. Remember, the IOC came out with new guidelines about medal stand protests, and this is the first test of those guidelines. So another story to keep your eye on. And we've been hinting at more and more dramatic changes at the NCAA, and they could be coming before the end of the year. The NCAA announced over the weekend they will have a constitutional convention in November where they could decide to significantly alter the structure of college athletics. A 22-person committee will feature presidents, commissioners, athletic directors, and students from Divisions 1, 2, and 3, and they will explore a new system of governance and enforcement of college sports, and they will reevaluate the oversight role of the NCAA. So this could all lead to formal action on any proposed recommendations at the NCAA convention scheduled for January. So change to the NCAA is likely coming and could be coming quickly. And finally, Bloomberg is reporting that media companies are weighing bids on a documentary series about Magic Johnson. It's being billed as Magic Johnson's version of The Last Dance. And Bloomberg is reporting that NBC Universal and Peacock is in the lead with an offer of about $25 million to land the documentary series. And that would be a strong statement for Comcast's efforts around its streaming service, 
Peacock. So keep an eye on Magic Johnson's documentary series and where that lands. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, August 2nd, a start of another work week. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great start to that week. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.